This is the Two Minute Time Lord podcast recorded live from Hurricane Who. This is Chip with the Two Minute Time Lord podcast, and I am reunited, and it feels so good, with Tony Lee from uh, IDW's Doctor Who ongoing series. Tony, how is the series doing right now? Um, really good, Chip. It's, um, it's four, issue four's just come out about two weeks ago. Uh, I'm currently writing issue nine, and we're pretty much sorted up to issue 12. Um, it, it's, it's going great, but better than I could have believed. You've been telling folks at Hurricane Who that even you though you've got this uh, 18 issue, you had this 18 issue plan right from the start, things have a tendency of changing. How has the development of the new series impacted the series? Um, well, <laughs> the, the biggest one, uh, more than anything else, is when we pitched out the stories that we wanted to do for the 18 issues, uh, one of them uh, has a remarkable similarity to one of the stories that's been coming out, um, which is The Mortars of Mars, which means we've had to shunt things around and, and write a new story. And we've actually had that situation where we've got two issues which we've been trying to work out what to do. And funnily enough, the panel we've just done has given me a great idea for something to put in one of those. So it, it's, it's very fluid at the moment, shall we say. We still know where it's going to end, but there's a couple of hiccups in the journey but apart from that it's, it's going exactly as it was so has the experience of writing the the unlimited series uh been different for you from uh, writing uh the forgotten and time machination oh god yes um basically i mean when i did the forgotten and when i did the time machination they were both effectively end of season everything out there let's see what we can do with an ongoing you have to build up to a finale but at the same time you can't bore people so you've got to effectively start slow, then build up, then maybe drop off a little bit and build up. And you've got to you've got to give them those those breaks so they can relax and rest from the previous part. So uh, it's a lot more pacing. It's, it's it's more it's more it's not so much a sprint. It's more of a marathon. You mentioned in the last interview that uh, you were probably going to be meeting with other uh, licensed writers with uh, the with the BBC Brain Trust uh, to find out more about what you'd be getting into when Matt Smith uh, took on the role. Did that has that meeting happened? No, um, we were hoping it was something like that would be able to be done. But to be perfectly honest, we're so far down the line from it, it's not important at the moment. I mean, I'm still easily eight nine months before Tennant even stops in my scripts we're over a year before he even changes into comics so I mean by that point Matt Smith's going to be out for like seven eight months anyway so it doesn't it's not as important as it was going to be but um you know I'm, I'm still hoping that I might get a chance to sit down with Matt and and sort of get an idea of how he sees the character in his own head but apart from that I mean at the end of the day they're, they're busy <laughs> and what do you know about what's coming down the pipeline yeah, because I'm totally going to say anything. You are, what? You're not. <laughs> um, there are a couple of things I know uh, about the finale, um, only because um, we're doing a story that's effectively set continuity-wise shortly before when the, the thing would be set. And I had a chat with Gary Russell, and he's given me a couple of things I can slip in just purely to, to keep the continuity going. Um, but I'm a fan, so I've actually actively asked not to know some things. There are things I have to know. There are things I find out. But most of the time, I'm sort of just sitting in, in a corner going la, la, la with my fingers in my ears. Issue four just came out. What's next on the newsstands? Um, issue five. <laughs> Verbalize, please. <laughs> um, issue four is the second part of the 
fugitive storyline, uh, of which uh, the Doctor is... At the end of the first story, the Doctor is taken and put on trial by the Shadow Proclamation. But you find out that it's actually Mr. Finch and the Quillotane Empire who have um, somehow wormed their way into the Shadow Proclamation, who are the prosecution. Uh, there's a strange enigmatic woman called the Advocate who is trying to save him and trying to help him get away. But in the end, he gets um, sentenced to life, as many of his incarnations as it takes, imprisonment, uh, on a, a certain prison planet that's known to Doctor Who fans. And he's in a prison barge with a Draconian, an Ogon, and a Centauran, who he discovers are actually all ambassadors who have been trying to get to secret peace meetings. And they're all on the same barge, and the barge is basically aimed at a sun. So they know that they want them to die. So they, they, they break out in issue four, and they basically they escape the, the, um, the Jadoon and the Quillotane. And the next issue is five, which is effectively they, they crash land onto a planet. And they have to work out a way of getting back. And um, when you've got several ships of Jadoon and all you've got is a gung-ho Sontaran, an Ogon who effectively talks like the Hulk, and a Draconian who really doesn't care about, about the Time Lord he's standing beside, it's going to be interesting to see whether they can pull it all together to do it or not. There was a reference that you made uh, during the courtroom scene to Charlie Pollard, which is a recent example of crossing the uh, elements from the different spin-off media. Was that hard to pull off? No, I wanted to do it because basically the reason being is one of the characters that is currently traveling with the Doctor, uh, Emily Winter, has a very similar background to Charlie Pollard, but not to the extent that Charlie Pollard's story was. But when I realized he was being put on trial and he for basically screwing around and being the Doctor, I realized this was a perfect opportunity. This would be the smoking gun that they would use. So uh, I spoke to Gary and said, look, I want to use Charlie Pollard's name in this. And he was okay, you can do, you know, because as I said before, Gary is one of the best script editors out there because he knows everything. I say to him, I want to do this. He knows what I'm talking about before I've even said it. And you know, often he will be going, well, you can't do that because, and he'll have a long reason why. But when he knows that something isn't really going to affect the story, but it will help with the story, he will totally allow it. And, um, and I just said to him, I really, I'm not going to use Charlie. She's not going to be in the, in the story. But I just want to use it as a focus of this is because the whole point is, is basically you've done this. It's terrible. And he's like, well, what's the worst that can happen? And they're like, you know what can happen? And he's like, oh, yeah, Charlie Pollard. Yeah. OK, fair point. And that's how it, it's worked in. So it, it's a name drop, but it's and actually it's a, it's a relevant name drop, which is why I think I was allowed to use it. You're going to be back in the States for Gallifrey, right? Uh, I'm actually back in the States in about four weeks' time. I'm, I'm back for Chicago TARDIS. Um, my next five weeks are incredibly nightmarish. I've, I did a convention in London. The two days after that, I flew to New York, where I did a signing, and I was at Doctor Who New York. I'm here in Orlando this weekend. I get home on Wednesday. I then fly out a week later to India, where I'm doing talks on behalf of the British Council. Uh, I'm an ambassador for comics in India, in three towns for a week. I then get back to England five days after I get back to England. I fly to Chicago for Chicago TARDIS. Uh, and I, 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 effectively, I think my first free weekend is right before Christmas. So my, And if you're listening to this, family, I'm really sorry you're not getting presents this year because I've not got no time to do it, unless you really want a limited edition John Pertwee uh, classic figure. And somehow, every issue of the IDW Doctor Who series is going to come out on time every month hereafter throughout all of that craziness. It, it, well, um, to be perfectly honest, we are quite far ahead on that. When I think I said to you when I first did the interview, the last one we did, is when we started it, I wrote issue one, issue three, issue two, issue four, because that way we had each two-parter had an artist starting on it at the same time. So... Um, we're, we're getting a bit close to that now because Al, Al Davison's currently drawing eight and I'm writing nine. But um, I probably will actually have to do issue nine and then issue 11 
and then go back to 10 again so we can keep it on schedule. So it, it'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be good. I mean, I'm writing Martha Jones and Unit. I'm not, I've never had so much fun, so I, en- I enjoy writing it. It comes out fast. Wibbly Wobbly Comic Scripting. This is Tony Lee at the Hurricane Who convention, and thank you very much. Pleasure as ever, Chip. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Two Minute Time Lord podcast. You can find more episodes on the web at TWOMinuteTimeLord.com, no punctuation, or on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at Numeral2MinuteTimeLord.